the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So, did Jesus really call her a dog? This is one of the most incredible passages. It's like, he's not going to say that. He's not going to say that. He's not going to say that, but he did. But it was because of her faith that he, he knew everything about her, and he knew that she would pass this test so he knew this. But it's a beautiful uh, account for us because it teaches us persistence. This is the fifth Sunday before Lent. And its theme is desire. And we need to have a desire for Christ and the kingdom so strong that nothing will get in the way. Nothing. That has to be kind of our target. And this is the test, the beginning of our pre-Lenten journey. What's my desire? Do I have all these other desires on top of the kingdom, ahead of God? Am I kind of trapped into a life of trying to get things, do things, be things? Or is Christ and his kingdom the focal point of my life? That's our first examination. And it's our examination today, and the Canaanite woman is the example for this. She had a desire to have her, her demon-possessed daughter healed. And she was not going to turn away no matter what. But how she responded was so important to us. If you look at the way this whole account begins, she comes to him with the plea that many have come, and the Lord responded almost automatically to all of them. Have mercy on me, like the blind man. He did ask him one question. What do you want me to do for you? Just kind of making sure. But this was more. Lord, have mercy on me. And what, what was the response to this? The request from the disciples to have her go away, because she was bothering them. She was bothering them. Go away discouragement. And then the Lord says, I did not come to help you. Feeling like no one cares. Ever been there? Discouragement, no one cares. Not even the Lord. And what was her response to that? Oh, you can't talk to me that way. She dropped right to her knees and said, Lord, have mercy. She humbled herself before these comments on her knees and said, Lord, have mercy. And then the Lord even continues to test her. It's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. That didn't faze her. Not one bit. Yet, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. So she never gave up. I am going to be in front of you, Lord, until you answer my request. I'm going to stay there and keep ask, asking and asking and asking, no matter what. 
Okay? This is the key, the no matter what. That's the persistence that God is asking for us, the standing before him and continually saying, Lord, no matter what, I'm not going to stop petitioning. So the Lord's response to that, oh, woman, great is your faith. He knew this. This was to exalt her. This was to take somebody who was humbled and exalt them, right? Those who humble themselves before God will be exalted by God. So we see this beautiful uh, ending to this incredible account. And so I think for us, we need to kind of step in and look at each of these um, kind of responses from, uh, from the Canaanite woman and see how they, have, uh, how they uh, apply to us. So first, again, remembering that our desire, as we test it uh, in the uh, approaching Lent, is do I desire Christ and his kingdom first? Does that, does that sit on the throne of my heart? So, and we have struggles. We have things that need to, we need to take care of. Stuff that's in our life. And we need to go to God with these things. And what's the first thing we do? Tell me. What, what's the first, what are the words that come out of your mouth when you go to him? Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And you, you, and you offer your request to him. Lord, have mercy. But what if there's discouragement? What if you feel he's silent? What if you feel there's a distance there? What's your response? On your knees in humility, Lord, please, I beg you, help me. Help me with this situation. Help something in my family. Help me in a personal struggle. Lord, help me on my knees. We need to understand how important it is to get there. To get to that spot. Very important for us. And then the other thing, and I think this is probably the most critical thing about persistence, it's that you can't give up. You know, we do what we call kneeling, and then you know what's next? A prostration. The head goes to the ground. I didn't plan to do that, by the way. But you, you, you stay humble before God. And I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop asking, Lord. You know, the answer may come back in a different way than you expect. The answer may come back differently. But he will answer you. Because we always have this beautiful caveat in our prayer, but your will be done. Because, Lord, you know best. I may be asking this. I remember talking to a priest one time, and he says, oh, I am so glad God didn't answer all my prayers. Because <laughs> some of them would not have worked out well. So I think the important thing is we have to stay patient and humble before God 
and understand this, this beautiful uh, um, encouragement from the Lord himself to us, ask and it shall be given, seek and find, knock and it will be opened. We stay there. We stay in that place. So critical for us to see this. Beloved, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. God loves us. The Holy Spirit loves us. The Father loves us. And they want the best for us. The absolute best. And part of that is for us to understand that our humility and our request before God with patience is part of that internal growth that we need to have. You know, if my kids came to me when they were 12 years old and said, Dad, I want to drive the car. Uh, no. That ain't happening, right? Although, I'll tell you a great story. Um, we were up at our uh, cousin's house in Silverton, Oregon. They lived on the farm. And we were up there. Kevin was 14 years old. And, uh, and their boy was 14. And we get, to the we get up there, and uh, Brett says to Kevin, Kevin, you want to go see my uh, grandpa's house? And uh, he says, yeah. He says, let's get in the truck. Get in the truck? You're 14 years old. Well, you know, on a farm, there's no, there's no street. It's all their land. So kids can drive at all this time. Kevin comes back with his desire to drive a truck. He says, you got two years left, son. Two years. So this idea that God needs us to wait sometimes. We're not maybe mature enough to even receive what we're asking. We need to grow deeply with patience and perseverance. So we won't lack things. God lets us struggle with stuff like that. So important to us to see how God puts this before us for us to learn humility and learn persistence. And that is also for us as a church, not just us individually. You know, we desire so much to, to be and should be an outpost of the kingdom of God on earth. That's what this should be. That's our strategic plan, by the way. <laughs> to be an outpost of the kingdom of God on earth. That's it. Okay. Everything else should be focused around that. A kingdom of God on earth. The outpost of that kingdom on this earth. And we should feel that way about it. We should desire that for us. So we as a community need to have that as our first request, right? Lord have mercy. Help us become that. Help us be that. Help us be more like that. And what if we struggle? What if it just isn't happening like we'd like it to be happening? I think we should just quit. No, we get on our knees, right? And continue to ask him, Lord, help us, please. This is not only important to you, obviously, you, the outpost of the kingdom on earth, important, but it's important to us to be a part of that. What happens if on our knees we still don't get the answer? Things aren't working out like we'd like them to. Lord, we're not going to stop asking. We're not going to stop making an effort. 
We're going to stay here on our knees if we have to. You know, it's why we're in this building on this property. It's why that it's why that it's why we're here. We wanted to do this about 40 years ago. It's our first dream. To have a place of our own. So 40 years. We went to the uh, the county and bought this land and it was awesome. We were excited about it. Supervisor we had said, I love the project. She lost the election. And the supervisor that took over said, I don't want any part of it. You need to pull the project. So we pulled the project. Then, thanks be to God, a law that came into act called the Religious Freedom Act, authored by Oris, uh, no, I can't remember his name. Dan, who was that? The, uh, the, the Senator Orrin Hatch. Orrin Hatch and Bill Clinton. <laughs> they helped us get this land. Uh, it, we were able to get through the county, uh, took time, energy, and lots of money. But from for 40 years, 40 years. So this is an example of staying persistent, being focused as a community. God will continue to answer us and move us in a direction that's best for us as a community to be that outpost of the kingdom of God, but we need to stay persistent. We need to stay humble. So may God grant us all this great, great faith against which nothing can be done. For if God is for us, who can be against us? And let us stay Humble, patient, and persistent. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.